we're back. Spew, the Sam Peppy Will Experience, Sports Entertainment Weekly. Um, welcome back, everyone. We are joined by a very special guest, Colin, a.k.a. CJ Giango. How are Hello, you? everyone. Good, how are you? It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Um, uh, big day today because football's back. Uh, first day of the NFL. Um, let's talk about some big, some big headlines in the sports world. I think Tom Brady lost. It's a good thing. Yeah. Like to see that. Pick six. Eagles lost. Pick Not six. good. Yeah, pick six. Um, <laughs> and then what else? I'm trying to think. What else? Like, was there any Packers, big matchups? Packers put up 43 points. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was like an 80 point game or something, right? Yeah. The Bears came all the way back and beat the Lions, but the Lions had a chance to win. But DeAndre Swift dropped the ball in the end zone. <laughs> Yeah, hate to see that. Yeah, <laughs> Philly legend. Um, yeah, the Cardinals, yeah, yeah, the Cardinals upset. Um, who the 49ers. Pretty right, big yeah. win for them. How did Hopkins do? Oh, uh, he did really. I think he had 11 catches for 130. Oh, oh shit. Uh, was like a review away from scoring a touchdown. Yeah, they caught him down at the one. Yeah, but um, I mean, he was great. I mean, a lot better than I thought he's gonna do. I thought. Him moving offenses. Oh, jeez. Uh, him moving offenses um, to a team with like a new rookie quarterback, or not rookie, but sophomore quarterback, um, would uh, I don't know, kind of hinder him. But yeah. And then Cam Newton, uh, new Patriots quarterback. I think they won, right? Yeah, yep. they won. Yeah. He scored a touchdown, I believe. Two rushing um, touchdowns. Two rushing. And then Joe Burrow's debut, I believe they lost. The Bengals lost. Um, Who did they play? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, the uh, Bengals lost yeah. on a last-second missed field goal yeah. to the Chargers. Um, Chargers yeah. Their kicker, like, pulled the muscle in his leg <laughs> as he was kicking yeah. and just <laughs> shanked it. to see it. <laughs> but, yeah, that was rough because Burrow looked pretty good. Yeah. Kind of hard he- for a Bengals fans to complain. He had a nice run, touchdown run, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that. Yeah, yeah that's nice. Um, uh, I think it'd be good to piggyback this off of uh top five because we're gonna do quarterbacks, so we can get right into that. Um, so basically, top five, we just pick pick five things, we rank them, pick something, we rank the top five. Uh, it's pretty self-explanatory, but I can go first. I'm gonna go. So current, current NFL quarterbacks. Um, <clears throat> a little homerism, but I'll throw Wentz in at five because I think I, knew, I knew one. Of, I knew you guys were gonna put Wentz. Of course, of course. That's the whole reason I Wentz. threw the question out. I mean, did you see the last? No, it's who you want right now. Yeah, did you see the, the last game? The last five weeks, of the last season. <laughs> I don't care if he had one bad game to start the season. That doesn't matter. Um. Anyway, so I believe Wentz at five or healthy Wentz is scary, especially when he has weapons. Um. Number four, I'm gonna go Rodgers. He's falling off a little bit for me, but he, he looks good now. But, I don't know, the past few seasons he hasn't really cemented himself as the best quarterback in the league anymore like he was at one point. Uh, number three, I'm going to go Lamar Jackson. The Ravens are really good. Uh, he's a good young talent. This is his, is his second year or third year? Uh, third? Lamar Jackson is going to be his third, third, yeah. Yeah, so third year coming up. Um, number two, I have to get Russell Wilson. I think he's the best quarterback in the NFC. I think the Seahawks are going to be a big contender this year. Um, and then one, you got to go Mahomes. 
it's hard not to put Mahomes as one. He's to me, he's clearly the best quarterback in the league. He just do it all. So, yeah, it's my five. Have you guys seen Patrick Mahomes' little brother on TikTok? Yes. Axon? Yeah. Yes. Everyone just kind of <laughs> the crap out of him. Yeah. <laughs> but it's definitely part of his plan. Like, he, I think he likes the attention. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. All right. Who wants to go? You can go real quick. Yeah. So, number five, I had – I want to put Josh Allen just because I like Josh Allen. Just now. Bro, no. But I want to, but I'm not. <laughs> But instead, I put put Deshaun Watson. I, I feel like uh, Deshaun Watson's all around better right now than Carson Wentz. Sorry, Will. I don't know about that. Um, number three, number four, I have Aaron Rodgers, uh, just the goat right there. Um, number four, I have Lamar Jackson, best fancy quarterback out there, better than Patty Mahomes. Number two, I have uh, Patrick Mahomes. And number one, I have Russell Wilson, just because I think Russell Wilson has just more consistency because he's been in the league longer. I can think he's just better right now in my eyes. But Patty Mahomes has had one, maybe two great seasons, but Russell Wilson just always is great. It's fair. Here I could go. Um, I mean, basically, I had the same list as Pepe. Um, like, I had four Rodgers. I had then Jackson, Mahomes, and I had Russ. Um, because Russ, I mean, I was just thinking about more today going through these guys. And Russ, I think, by far the best game out of the guys I have in my top five. Him and um, I think what separates him kind of from Mahomes, and I think Mahomes definitely has a better, like, a guy who play calls more into having a great quarterback and Andy Reid. Guy who will call a bit more pass plays. Um, kind of opens up the offense a little bit more. Um, and that – because – Pete Carroll obviously keeps the ball on the ground a decent amount. They have Chris Carson. Um, obviously, back in the day, he was had beast mode. He had to get his touches. So he it doesn't have the luxury of Mahomes where he could get a game where he's chucking 50 passes unless for some reason the Seahawks are down like 20 points. So I think that hurts him as far as like counting stats go. But as far as like pure skill, I think he's a bit more skilled than Mahomes. I mean, obviously, he's a bit more matured as far as like IQ goes. Um, he's got good touch on the deep ball. I think a lot today after his pass to Metcalf, everyone was saying that like advanced stats wise, he is the best um, deep ball or he is the best um, touchdown pass over 20 yards in the league. Um, but that is my five. I think this is, it's, this one might get a little bit of hate in this room. I, I'm going to go Dak as my five. <laughs> better than Wentz? Dak is better than Wentz. No, he's not. I, if you go through the number, I went through the football oh, reference. I made sure to check. I knew I was going to get slammed on this. Awful. But Dak is more mobile. He's just as good a passer. Better weapons, better roster. Better O line. Bro, Way better that, weapons. Way better. Way better weapons. I don't know. Yeah. About Zeke yeah. and Amari Cooper? Come on. Yeah, but they have yeah, but you had Deshaun you had Ashlon the whole year when he's MVP. Yeah, everyone's healthy that year. I don't think Michael Gallup's going to be like, oh, he's got weapons. Yeah, I mean he has like a good. I mean, we're not putting guys who are on god awful teams on this list. Like, obviously, you have to have good guys around you to put up good numbers. But Dak last year was better than once. Maybe mm-hmm. not, not three years ago. Like half but, a year. Yeah, but who cares? But it's half I mean, Dak. Well, I just think just looking at me, he's 30 touchdowns. He's a bit better on his feet. 
I mean, he was a consistent six rushing touchdown a year guy until last year um, and when he got more passing options. Um, and he's not as beat up. He's going to give you 16 games pretty much every year. So that's why I move as our five. I was close with um, Drew Brees. Um, surprised his name hasn't come up considering he's yeah. another guy in a pretty perfect situation with Camara. And you got Thomas. Now Emmanuel Sanders had a pretty big game today. Um, I was close putting him at five, but I think if I was going to pick five quarterbacks this year, I'd probably have Dak fifth on my list. I respect it. I won't. I would do you. All right. So can I give my top five? Yeah. All right. Um, so for me, I think this is like kind of like a crazy time in the NFL where there is new quarterback talent for like the first time. And it feels like our lifetime, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Since when Russ and Cap and Cam all came in the league in like that 2010 to 2013 range, like the last six years to me, it seems like the quarterback talent was stagnated. So making these lists is a little tough because you want to consider like the new young, the new young guns, you know, Lamar and Mahomes. We also want to consider all of like the previous achievements of like Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Like it's such like an interesting like changing of the guard in a way. You know what I mean? Even if Car- Kyler Murray coming up now, but you got to go with the guys who are performing now. So my top five, and I love Aaron Rodgers. I think he's the goat when you figure in talent and everything else. But I have Aaron Rodgers top five. Okay. I go Lamar Jackson number four because I think he's a fantastic quarterback. But I don't think he really has the pedigree that number three has Russ Wilson, who I think really was probably the best quarterback if you take away you know, like the, the the goal line pick, like the best quarterback of the last 10 yeah. years. Number two, a guy you guys slept on big time, I thought. You know, he's like five foot nine, but Drew Brees. Like, he, I think really when you figure he won a Super Bowl, he's going to break every record, right? Is he coming, right? I think he's – they showed it today. I think he's first in basically everything. I think it's like yeah. completions, yards, and touchdowns at this point. It's all Brees. And it's funny because, like, he's not a talent guy. Like, and this is such a fun debate when you talk about the quarterback position. Is like Aaron Rodgers, objectively, in my opinion, has more talent than Drew Brees. You know what I mean? Yeah. And more talent than Tom Brady. But Drew Brees just, like, wins more, performs, succeeds better, and does the numbers too. So that's always interesting. I mean, you got to figure Sean Payton's a genius, et cetera. And then I did cave in. I mean, Mahomes is just unbelievable. So I put him number one. Yeah, I mean – understandable put him at home's number one yeah it was like the easy way out but like you gotta respect game i mean what this this is his third season now and he performed pretty well thursday night i mean it's gotta tip your cap so fun to watch i'm so jealous kansas city <laughs> yeah yeah carson wentz was so much fun to watch two years ago now <laughs> now it's just painful <laughs> well like Here's a question I had. I was thinking about this today with like, because I saw some stuff on Twitter that got me thinking, like, how bad did the Eagles have to do this year for you guys to turn on Doug Peterson? Like, two. They have two wins. This would be really bad. Yeah. The Super Bowl is going to carry that much weight. At least for the. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's also not even like really his fault because he doesn't like, he's not out there busting the offensive line's knees in so they can't play. So, yeah. But I mean, it, this is, I mean, it was terrible. It's the Redskins. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was awful. I turned it off. I, I just watched Red Zone, like, after the second game. <laughs> so, like, you're saying if the Eagles had two wins, like, we would fire Doug Peterson? Because I still think that we would have. He'd probably still get another year, like a yeah. pro year. 
I don't know. Like, two wins does kind of suck. Like, you figure yeah. they might fire him. But he did win a Super Bowl, the only one. So, like, he pretty much can stay here as long as he wants. It's like the yeah. Phil Kelly thing. True. Yeah, that worked out great for St. Joe's. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing I don't understand about the Eagles is, is the hot and cold takes on Howie Roseman. It's like, it's like one moment everyone's obsessed with him, and then he makes one bad move, and everyone just wants to kill him. And then everyone just forgets about it. I don't know. How how long has he been the uh, GM? While it's complicated because Chip Kelly did his whole power play. So like yeah. how he was the GM, but then Chip Kelly was like, "No, I want to be the GM." And how he's like, "Okay, fine, you can be the GM." <laughs> and then they fired Chip Kelly, and how he was like, "See, like I told you, that guy was a fucking idiot." Oh, can we curse on this? Yeah, yeah. How he's like, "I told you that guy was a fucking idiot," and they made Howie GM again, and then he wins them the Super Bowl in eighteen yeah. months. It's crazy. Yeah, I, mean, like, I mean, that year, you pull every string correctly, but I mean, with the Eagles now, they're just, I think it's kind of getting older. Like, that team wasn't, like, built to, like, really last. It, they had a great line offensively and defensively, but it was built on, like, a lot of veteran talent. And that didn't really hold up well, at least injuries-wise, moving forward. And now, this offseason, I was surprised there wasn't a huge splash made besides Regor to bring in any wide receiver death. Yeah. And the one that we did bring in, he's not playing this season. He's, he opted out. So. <laughs> oh, who? Oh, Marquise Goodwin. Yeah. Marquise. Oh, okay. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I forgot about because that was so long ago when he opted out. Like, I didn't yeah. think the season was actually going to be played. So it was just like, in one year out the other. I wonder if he regrets that one, you know? Because, like, the NFL, they had zero tests positive the other, like, for this. This weekend, yeah. I mean, that's it's so impressive that they got they're getting through like this whole thing with no. I think right before this, right before Thursday night, I think there were like ten, and only one of them was a player, and it was the okay. running back on the Jags. It was like Armstead, who I think's sitting out. So like, but besides that, today they tested everyone again. No positive tests. Completely clean which I thought was going to be a huge mess considering everyone had to travel. You have all these teams flying over the country. You have the Chargers coming to play in Cincinnati. Like, that just seems, like, terrible. But I guess with private planes and you could kind of negate walking through the airport, hopefully. And How do you guys feel about the the booing and the the cheering today, the fake fake cheers? I kind of, like, didn't even notice. It felt, like, normal at some points. Yeah. I thought they did a nice job with it. The one thing I noticed it on was on a turnover, you know, because we got Fumble Stillskin at quarterback for the Eagles. Um, <laughs> you didn't hear that, like that, uh, that audience, that audience like pop when the ball yeah, got loose. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Or when there was a turnover, like there wasn't that, which kind of it didn't take me out of the game. But like, it's a nice audio cue when you're watching the game and there's like the ball in the scrum. You want to know who gets it or if the ball's loose. Like the audience is a really big component of that, of just like finding yeah. out what's going on on a fumble or an interception. You know, pop ball in the air. So that was something that I noticed. I mean, honestly, I'm okay that it's not like I think the pumped-in audience noise is kind of it's kind of good. You know, what I mean, I'd rather I'd rather that than a silent stadium. But that was yeah. the first thing I noticed when Wentz kept fumbling the ball away, and there was no like audience popping up yelling like "ball" or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, the one thing is just I'm more I'm more on the quiet stadium side because like I'd kind of be interested to hear like what. This sounds like with just the sidelines, just the quarterbacks, just the coaches. Um, 
I mean, this is something that like we I've kind of been wanting in all the other leagues, but the NHL I think did like a five second tape delay on their audio because they don't want guys swearing every ten seconds. Um, and then NBA has crowd noise, but they've done you've been able to hear the NBA pretty good. Um, there were some times today where the crowd noise wasn't high, where I could kind of tell what guys were saying at the line and stuff like that. What that was kind yeah. of fun, but I don't know. Like like Colin said, it's kind of rough with um with like those situations where like plus it's a turnover and plus I don't know who's controlling it so if you're like say you're like in uh like that game like you're playing a game in Philadelphia and like Wentz fumbles like is the guy in the like the guy running like the Eagles fan noise gonna like put booing in is he gonna like boo the Eagles because like that's what like what would happen if like someone if like one of them fumbled at like the five like the Eagles fans would boo but you're not gonna have a team employee boo <laughs> the team when a turnover happens and I bet you Goodell wouldn't even let that happen. Like, Goodell would be yep. like, no one boos in the NFL. You're, yep. like, you're our team, you know? Everyone just goes out there and says, go team. And if they lose, they just go home. And they're still happy because they had a yep. great experience. Like, not a <laughs> national football league game. <laughs> it was kind of nice um, when they would when Red Zone would go to the Jags games because they had, like, the limited capacity filled because they're the only team that allowed fans in. Um, so those, you kind of got, like, the reactions. And it kind of felt normal. Um, and I think the Chiefs did too. Um, they had fans in the stands and it sounded good because especially because Chiefs fans, like that stadium's built so well for audio that it got pretty loud even with, I think it was like 19,000 people of like a 75,000 person yeah. stadium. Mm-hmm. Right, well, Jags. Yeah. I mean, they won today. Who would have thought that the Jags were going to go one and out? Like go Jags. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I've, I kind of like I like Minshew. Like Minshew seems like a good guy, but I didn't think he was going to come out three touchdowns, go nineteen of twenty. Like that's ridiculous. Ninety five percent completion rate. Did you guys watch, like see that game? Like how did he go nineteen of twenty? That kind of blew my mind when I saw it come up. I was watching Red Zone, so I only saw touchdowns. Yeah. But he but, like he has decent weapons. He had um, Chenault. Um, I know he was a big wide receiver prospect um, in the draft this year who had a touchdown and DJ Charks like kind of underrated as a pass catcher down there. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'd be surprised if like this turned into a run or anything from the Jags, but good for them to get one in early. I got one more question. One more question about the NFL. Uh, based on what you saw today, who would you say the worst team in the NFL is today? Browns. Yeah. That's what I was about. <laughs> Who won? The Browns or the yeah. Jets? Or did they not play each other? Uh, the Browns play the Ravens and they got yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Browns had six points. Um, what about the Dolphins? They're pretty bad, right? They kept it kind of close. They were like in it. Bengals also are pretty bad. But, but I would say from the from that game is – the more the more I got from the Bengals Chargers game is that the Chargers are bad. Yeah. The Chargers are playing games where they're squeaking by the Bengals. Like something's <laughs> wrong. Because yeah. at least the Bengals had the excuse for like, oh, our best player is like twenty one years old. Um Joe Mixon is like a running back with no line. And our wide receivers are AJ Green, who hasn't played in two years, and John Ross, who can't catch but runs <laughs> a billion miles an hour. Um and but like the for the Chargers, you have a good defense. You have Bosa. They have some good secondary. Um, then you have Keenan Allen and Eckler, 
and Hunter Henry. Like you have the weapons just that they had Tyrod at quarterback and he had no idea, like they didn't know how to use them. Like they tried to have Tyrod kind of just like run whenever he wanted. And like, they didn't really like have him drop back, which was kind of their bread and butter last year when they were kind of rolling. But I don't know. They looked completely, that's a team that looks like they needed the four preseason games. Cause like they had no idea what they were trying to do. That was the one of the only games I bet on the over under. And I bet the over because I thought they both score because they both were bad. But nope, low scoring game. All right, let's uh, pivot and give a quick update. Sam, you might know better than me. How's NHL playoffs shaping up? Um, let's see. Uh, stars won. Stars move on. Or the stars? Did the stars move on the Stanley Cup? They might be a game away. Let me check that real quick. Yo, they're playing the Golden Knights, right? Yeah, yeah, they're playing the Golden Knights. They are – oh, my God, Bailey. <laughs> um, come on, Breeder. Um, the Stars, I think, were up 3-1. Yeah, no, they are up 3-1. They play tomorrow night at 8. Okay. Um, and then the Lightning just went up 3-1 tonight, um, kind of took over on the Islanders. Gotcha. So we're kind of we're lining up for a Stars – uh, lightning final. I think the lightning are just way too deep for really anyone to handle at this point. They just made mm-hmm. so many moves at the deadline to make this like the, their year. Um, so that's kind of where we're at right now with the NHL. And then MLB, um, Phillies are like a game or two above 500, I think. Um, last time I saw the playoff picture, they were like one of the last slots to get in. I'm not sure if they're still in it right now, but that was a few days ago. Um, their bullpen still sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bryce Harper is trying to come out of his slump. Um, we still haven't paid Real Mudo, so that's kind of annoying because um, we traded Sixto Sanchez for him. So that'd be bad if he walked. Um, but yeah, so I think we're, are we halfway, are we more than halfway through MLB season? Oh, yeah. Definitely, right? Yeah. How many, I think is, maybe a little more than halfway. They play, what, 60 games? Yeah. I think some teams have Oh, we're like 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're coming down to the home stretch. Wins. So, important stretch here for the Phils. See what they can do. Um, JT got hurt today. I saw Ricky Bow tweeting before the Eagles. Like, details to come. You know, Ricky Bow always yeah, like, yeah. hates tweets about the, the Phillies. He's like, details to come, and he tweeted the lineup, and JT wasn't in it. And all the no. replies were like, JT's hurt. But did anyone see anything on JT? No. Uh, I'm just putting fake news out there right now. They didn't play him for both the games today, right? Didn't they play two games then? I'm up on Yeah. I think they said oh, Google. Was in. So yeah. last night he left due to hip discomfort. Mm. Yeah. And maybe he just needed a day off. He caught 14 straight days. Yeah. Yeah. Sam. Yeah. Why do the Nationals stink now? Like what happened? I got no idea. I've I've been like paying so like the Cardinals Didn't... missed those weeks and I just completely lost track of baseball. I'm lost. I was just looking the other day and I was like, they they, were, they just are not because they they won last year, right? That was last year, right? Yeah. I'm just curious. Don't you love how football starts and then now like no one cares about any other sport? Like there was a important basketball game on the day that no one oh yeah hawking about on twitter <laughs> yeah nba update so uh lakers beat the rockets so they're waiting for the western conference finals uh and then the nuggets forced a game seven today 
against the Clippers. So, winner of that goes to L.A. And then um, on the East, we have the Heat and the Celtics matching up. They both play. I think both games, uh, Game 7 and the Heat-Celtics are Tuesday. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, we're we're rocking it with these predictions. Uh, we knocked the heat. We knocked the heat down. That was a big hit for us. Um, Celtics had to sweat it a little bit, but they snuck by the Raptors. Um, I and think then, we need the Clippers. Too. Yeah, we need the Clippers. Um, yeah. I'm surprised the Nuggets have drug it out, have dragged yeah, it out this yeah. far. But I don't know. That'd be a bad look for the Clippers if they didn't yeah. get past Nuggets because I think the Lakers will just tear the Nuggets apart. Yeah, the yeah. Lakers will destroy the Nuggets. <laughs> yeah, big time. The Clippers I mean, will give them a fair shot. Like, LeBron James is afraid of Kawhi Leonard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who isn't? But LeBron especially. <laughs> but the, like, it's crazy because, like, this is, like, this This is like one of the first seasons in a while where, like, well, LeBron's going to win. Like, this is his year. It's his, He is the best team. He's going to win. True. And, like, watching him play, like, it's not, like, that impressive. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have to do a lot because he's Anthony Davis and he's, like, all these guys around him. So, I'm watching it. Like, he'll make plays where I'm, like, oh, yeah. Well, he's the best player. You can't stop him. But, like, I remember when we were, like, in the, with the Cavs, like, 2015, all those years, you'd watch him play against these teams that were so much more talented. And you'd be, like, Jesus Christ. They have, like, four guys on him and, like, he can't be stopped. Like, it's, yeah. like, I'm more impressed with, like, this, the runs he made where he would, like, lose to the Warriors but, like, average a triple-double in the finals than, like, what he's done so far in the bubble. Yeah, it's, it's, it's only been the bubble, though, because I think he'll come in, like, second MVP voting. Like, he, he played very well. He led the league in assists, and he played very well in yeah. the regular season. So, I think he was coasting a little bit in the bubble, but now he's going to get his act together, definitely. So, yeah. But, like, it's, like, he doesn't ha- like, he doesn't even have to. Like, I think even if he just shows up and plays, like, slightly below what we expect from LeBron, AD's so good that they're going to win. Like, they're mm-hmm. – uh, like, I'd be – like, the Clippers will give them a run. But I think, as like, how they're playing right now, I think they're going to get past the Clippers. And then who – like, are the, is Jason Tatum going to outplay LeBron James over seven games and, like, win the series? Like, yeah. no. Jimmy Butler so, – like- Western Conference Finals is basically the NBA Finals, right? Like, no one on the yeah. Celtics are going to beat the Clippers or the yeah. Lakers, right? Right. I'd be very like, surprised. Who would give either team a better series? Would it be the Heat or would it be the Celtics? Like, who would make the Finals more competitive no matter which team comes out of the West? The Heat are hotter right now, aren't they? Yeah, this yeah. Te- at this point, I, like, I think the Celtics are, like, a better team. But I think the Heat would be the tougher matchup just because of one, how they're playing. And then I think Jimmy Butler should be the best player in the Eastern Conference Final. And he's the kind of guy who can just bring his game up to, like, that finals situation. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Butler's good. And I think the Heat are, like, deeper than the Lakers. I think they have more talent, like, after, obviously, after you get through LeBron and AD and you take Jimmy Butler off. I think without the Stars, I think the Heat are a better team, yeah. role-player-wise. Yeah, they, they have better yeah, shooting. They drafted well. Yeah. They really rounded out their team great. Oh, there's other NBA news that we have to talk about. What about Giannis? Oh, yeah. He Is wants out. Oh, uh, really? Unfollowed people on... Instagram. No, Sham said he wants out. He said that? Yeah. I did not see that. Wow. Yeah, That's saw... big news. Happened last night, Will. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't see yeah. it either. I'm Googling it right now. I don't trust Sam. <laughs> um it said, it said Giannis wants out of Milwaukee and his preferred landing spots are Golden State and Toronto. 
Him on Did he tweet this? I thought I saw Shams tweeted it. I uh, I don't see him. No, Shams. Uh, so Shams tweeted yeah. on September 11th. He said Miami Heat assistant Adam Simon has said not to pursue the Kings head of basketball operations. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, Positive update on Boston Jalen Brown from Orlando. This is all from September 11th. Last night was the 12th. Wow. And then we go back to the Daniel House stuff, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I just Googled it. I can't find it. Bro, I'm literally everyone I'm seeing is talking about trading for Giannis. Yeah, like I, think, I saw yesterday. I thought that was because he unfollowed people on Instagram. That that can't be the only reason why. Yeah, no, I think. Yo, I hate NBA Twitter. This is so stupid. I think oh, that's dude. why. <laughs> <laughs> NBA Twitter the last few days, Sixers suicide watch with Jason Tatum, <laughs> <Jason> Tatum. <laughs> leading and the fucking um, Jimmy Butler, like the two potential Sixers that we had, just leading the Eastern concert Eastern Con- Conference Finals. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. it's really just salt pepper <laughs> on a bad Sixers season. Uh, all right. So as our sports, this is a sports update. Pretty thorough there. Got every basically got all the big sports. Oh, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Philadelphia Union are the best team in the city, and yeah. if you don't know <laughs> now. You know. <laughs> uh, are they playing right now? No, but they're on such a hot streak. They're literally the best team in Philadelphia. It's <laughs> they went to the bubble, so they started the season with no wins. They had, they played two games, they drew, and they lost, and then they went to the bubble. And went on this crazy tear, made it to the quarters, and then they came back and they haven't lost. Or did they lose one? No, I don't think they lost. That's sick. Yeah, yeah they're turning it out. Good. Did yeah. you guys? So you guys didn't watch last night? Oh no. Oh, I, haven't right. watched, I haven't watched a soccer game since <laughs> the last World Cup. Oh my gosh! See, it's either I guess you're either an NHL guy or you're an MLS guy. Like you don't care about one or the other, and you know. Sam likes the NHL, but the Union last night they were they were winning one nothing. They scored an 80th minute, and then the other team answered back at the New England Revs real quick. So it was one one, and the Union the other team was a man down. They had a red card, and this kid from Delaware, Anthony Fontana, you know, because like the MLS still does like territorial stuff, comes in in the 94th minute and nails like a shot from out of the box to win it two one. It was crazy. Oh, nice. Yeah. That concludes our MLS discussion. I just wanted to show that. They, <laughs> no, they make me happy, and no other team has this year. So, yeah. Right. Phillies stuff. aren't out of it yet. They're not out. Yeah, they're they're depressing to watch. So you know, the bull, they can see, they score fifteen runs and lose sixteen fifteen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, let's get into this a little bit. So me, so Colin went to St. Joe's with me and Sam, and. Uh, I signed up. For, we had to do like a fine arts requirement, so I was like, "Oh, screenwriting, that's great." Sign up for screenwriting and walk in. There's Colin. I'm like, "Damn, this is gonna be a great class." It actually was like one of my favorite classes. Yeah, oh, what a sweet class. Yeah. Shout out Tom Coin, um, beast. Hope you're traveling the country, golfing, and doing big things. Um, but yeah, so, but basically, the whole class was like, "You had to write a movie." Um, Colin had a pretty cool idea. So if you want to give us a pitch, give me a, oh, give me a, give me a quick pitch. 
Oh, I kind of, I kind of want to like look up what I, my actual pitch was, but <laughs> it was a a man. Oh, how can I put this? So four years after losing his family in a fatal car accident, a man is working at a used cars, a used car lot, and the car that killed his family gets traded into his lot and begins talking to him and takes him on a ride of a lifetime. Nice. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> And then Sam, you were in a different class. But... I was. We were all on screenwriting at the same time. Yeah. Same yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We sat there and finished up our movies together yeah. that last week. So Sam, give me a pitch. Of. No, mine. Mine's you. Mine's depressing. I don't no, want it's okay. It's like, we we welcome all pitches here. Yeah. Wait. So uh, is this what Giango wrote about in the class? Is that what you wrote about Giango? I I wrote a movie about a talking car yeah, that like killed this guy's family. Full length screenplay. Yeah. yeah wow. It was sweet. Awesome. 95 pages. Oh, can, can I get a spoiler? Can, can, what's the ending? Oh, oh. It's going to be a movie yeah. someday. You can't yeah, no. You'll have to talk to my agent <laughs> or file a Freedom of Information Act request with the CIA. <laughs> um, but yeah, Sam, give me a little pitch. So mine was basically um, going through the life of this mother whose son uh, commits like a school shooting. And then it's like the whole like last couple of months after how she like deals with it and she has like the fallout with the media and stuff like that and like how she like kind of comes to terms with it um it was rough i knew it got to a point where like people were starting to worry about me um same <laughs> subject matter where this kid came up to me when i was leaving class and goes yeah i got this book you really you, i think you really like it and he gave it to me and it was like a bio it was like a documentary book about um like columbine i was like i, oh. I was like i left a horrible impression in this class <laughs> <laughs> to me though that's such a unique like frame of things because you know like i remember and not to really get into this topic but like when the sandy hook happened like didn't he kill his mother like before he did it and the guy right yeah he like killed his uh, he killed his parents at his house and then headed over there but he still had a brother and they were saying his brother was involved like his brother must live with a lot of guilt you know what i mean like yeah what an, yeah what, did he do it because of like bullying? I, I honestly don't know the details behind it. I haven't like really looked in. I mean, it's like it's. Um, I, I think he was just like mentally ill. Yeah, he didn't have like a real attachment because he was like a middle school and he was like a twenty-year-old guy. So oh, really? yeah, okay. he was just messed up. Is yeah. the, the the Alex Jones like the Sandy Hook <laughs> and then he like would encourage people to like go. To like the victims' houses, the parents and stuff. Yeah, he got sued. He lost like all of his money. He's like not. He has like no wealth because he just gets sued by all the Sandy Hook parents because he just lied. He said it never happened. Good for those Sandy Hook parents because they kind of. We talk a lot about the uh, what school was that in Florida? The Parkland mm -hmm. kids like the yeah. Sandy Hook parents were the ones who kind of paved the way. When you think about like victim activism, you know, what I mean, I feel like that's such an SJU com term, like victim <laughs> activism. <laughs> You know what I mean? But like when you think about like putting yourself like, you know, at the forefront of your own story to get change done, like, of course, every group has done that for all of history or for all of like the history of like activism. But like the Sandy Hook parents in terms of like school shootings, it might like, I don't know. I don't know what the Columbine parents did. Maybe that's a generational thing. But like the Sandy Hook parents were the ones who were like on the front lines right away. And then, you know, the Parkland kids were like 18 years old, 16 years old doing all that too. Yeah. So. Definitely a niche topic. How do you, you like think about that, Sam? Like, how do you get? Uh, I honestly, I can't exactly remember 
um what like it, it was def- i think it was a it started out as um i was reading a book um it was like a graphic novel i read that was about like dealing with like the media and like alex jones type people and like hoaxes and stuff like that and it was about like this guy you kind of like his mental health health like deteriorates because he like knows somebody who's like got kidnapped and was at like this like the like the like the, at the middle of this huge like nationwide manhunt so like people were saying it's all fake and stuff like that um so i think i went from that and i read like a couple articles around that time because i think it was at the same time as like or at least like semi-recent to like stoneman douglas and like parkland um so i don't know that's why i came up with it and that's cool it's weird how you arrive at some of these topics sometimes i wish yeah. i could take a screenwriting class like like a, a class dedicated to one project yeah i've done that oh, like so cool i'll throw my hand in the ring so basically tarantino was like i'm a big tarantino guy and he's like <clears throat> i like googled just ideas he had for movies and he's always wanted to do like an australian gangster movie and he wanted it set in like the 1920s i guess in australia so originally i had it like that and then tom coin was like oh do you know who ned kelly is and i had never heard of him but apparently he's like this badass bush ranger australian gangster guy but he lived a little earlier so i set so i ended up setting my movie like 1879 um and it's basically about this uh police officer who i guess sheriff and he has to interview four criminals about um they they get like a lighter sentence if they tell him how they got captured like what they what their criminal life was like and he's doing this to trace back to find uh ned kelly because he's on the loose on the he's wanted on the run but there's like a twist and stuff but yeah the third act of your movie is the shootout right yeah Where they capture him like he like, yeah. sorry oh you didn't let my movie be spoiled but i just spoiled your movie <laughs> no so. i wouldn't say it's a it's spoiled yeah right? i mean it's history it's a big uh big shootout yeah he has his armor and everything yeah so he wears like pots and pans right yeah 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 you will did a really good job with his movie did you get an a on that yeah yeah I got it. yeah and will really knocked it out of the park mm-hmm. with just like the yeah, i got my copy it. back in my room too yeah, yeah i gave i gave sam <laughs> wait peppy's got it <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> friendship awesome i'm glad you still have that got it's it worth right. a lot someday <laughs> will did you register yours with the wga i like i kept wanting to but i never did i never got around yeah. to it i, mean, I, I was like 20 bucks. i could but yeah College. Is that like save it so no one can steal your idea or something? Basically, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, Peppy, give me your pitch. Um, yeah, I did research at school. <laughs> <laughs> I I looked into E. coli, the alar membrane. There's a movie there. Yeah. <laughs> when you knocked out a specific gene, it was beautiful. There's a documentary there or something. <laughs> <laughs> the coolest thing I actually looked at, I took pictures of ice cream, like a, like a electron microscope, like super high um, magnification. That's cool. Really, What's it look like? <laughs> also, also worked with zombie ants. Ever heard of those? Yeah, yeah. Is that like that special virus that like makes things cannibalistic or suicidal? Yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's a fungus that grows that in. I smash it. Like that would be amazing. You make it mm-hmm. real, like avant-garde. 
You know what I mean? Like real aesthetic. Like you could have a lot of fun if you had Samuel Jackson as Batman. But yeah, he was like a pretty cool badass in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah that's true. You got you got a little Batman and Mace Windu, like the kind of stoic. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like ass kicker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool. Joker? Yeah, Joker. I think Joker for him. Yeah. yeah. He's got a, he's kind of a villain. Yeah, he's like a anti-hero. I don't know. He's got a, a Joker personality Batman looks. Yeah, I agree. Like, Batman can't be ugly, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he can. If or like, is it, is it like a money goggles thing? Like, we just see Batman as attractive in all of like his movies and everything because the dude's just a billionaire just like injects True. True. dollars into his well, veins. He's like a playboy guy. Like, yeah, he's yeah. like, well, he's a playboy, but he also always has to That's be just like point. ripped. Yeah. yeah. Like, he can't be like out of shape Batman. Although, ben, was Ben Affleck out of shape Batman or did he have, did he have muscles? Like, Ben Affleck definitely was six He was like bulky. Batman, but he also like... work out a lot. Yeah. Um, how about Chris Pratt? Probably Batman. I don't, yeah. He's too nice he's to getting, be Joker. I don't know. I, I, like, I see Joker. I want to see him in, I want to see him in a villain role. I, yeah. I, I could see Chris Pratt as like a Joker who's like is like funny, but not like you don't laugh at him. Like Chris Pratt's like that kind of he could pull off like that kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Hmm. I got one. I got one. Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, Joker. Joker. She's a little crazy. Not crazy, but but you got. She's got like that. She but she has like that lead lead the trilogy experience as a Katniss. True. Katniss is a bit of a fan. Yeah, now her fans are looking for a more mature watch. So enter Jennifer Lawrence as Bat Woman. Yeah, that, as that, Belinda that. Wayne. <laughs> I guess Batman's not like Spider-Man, where there's a million Batmans. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. can do like Batverse, but I feel like there's probably a Batverse that I'm on. Well, I guess Justice League has its own verse. Yeah, yeah. Or not Justice League DC. I just call that Justice League. Avengers and Justice League. Those are the two uh, yeah. superhero comic companies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. NFL players. Oh, that'd be a good one. That's a good idea. Car- Carson Wentz. Oh, Batman, dude. He wouldn't hurt. Yeah. Unless it's a, a deer or a duck, whatever. Oh, that's good point. Like, personality-wise, like, you yes. just do it. <laughs> so who's the guy who likes – oh, J.J. Watt. He's, like, one of the villains who, like, Yo, he has to, to be... be a good guy, but deep down has, like, people in cages in his basement. Yo, he has to be banned. <laughs> JJ Watt has to be Bane. Just look at him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just look at his arms. <laughs> him or him and Gronk are both Bane. <laughs> Dude, Gronk. So like, so JJ Watt's Bane in Dark Knight Rises, where he's like smart and cunning, and then Gronk is Bane in Batman vs. Robin, who just like can't speak English and just a huge meathead. Uh, I can't believe he's back. <laughs> I saw a video of him saying that he uh, enjoyed going to Disney World with his mom. He sounded like he was like 12 years old. And I was like, we can't like let this guy play football again. It's hilarious. He, he was on Barstool Sports a lot during his time off too. Yeah, he's, he could literally do whatever he wants. Everyone loves Gronk. 
Yeah, I can't. Say, I can't really say a bad thing about Gronk. Yeah, like if he, if he beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl, I'd probably hate him. But like the Patriots, I don't have a lot of hate for anymore. Well, I do because like they're so good. Yep. But I just don't have an irrational hatred anymore. And they're kind of like done. Like that version of the Patriots is like, like Brady's gone, Gronk's gone. They really only have Edelman left. And not to go back into football, but I was talking about this with my brother today. Like, do you as a so I don't like Tom Brady. As a Tom Brady hater, do you want the Patriots to succeed with Cam Newton? Like, do you want them to go like fourteen and two and win the Super Bowl? Because that's would, what I'm rooting for. I would say no because I'm also a Patriots hater. Yeah, I don't. Do you, who would you rather win the Super Bowl, Tom Brady or the Patriots? I, I honestly think mm, that's actually tough. That's tough. Probably the Patriots. Now nah, I think of it. I think I would pick. I think I would want the Bucks to win. I just. I think I hate. Patriots fans more than I hate Tom Brady. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, yeah, like those I mean, entitled like New England St. Joe's kids who wear their Tom Brady. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, Sam, where are you from? I feel like I always ask. You're from like Virginia, right? Uh, Connecticut. So oh, I'm up god. there. I'm right on the border. I'm I'm in like Giants country, but like the front lines versus the Patriots. That's probably the third time since I've known you I've asked you about. Yep. So I apologize. No, it's fine. I'm not You're a not lot. a Patriots fan, are you? No. I'm Broncos way out west. Oh. I didn't want any part of the Giants or the Patriots just based on how everyone was acting around me. So You know what? Good for you. <laughs> so probably had it been easy to jump on one of those Super Bowl seasons, all eight of them you could have chose. Yeah, just like it's just not fun. Like the their teams, like the amount of media they get, and like how angry everyone always is all the time. It's just not really all that fun. Like if you're a Patriots, like if you're a Patriots fan, you have to deal with the fact that like everyone in the NFL just hates you. <laughs> Dude, Boston is such a good sports city, though. <laughs> Bro, I hate. I can't stand. It's so not fair. The Celtics, the, <laughs> the Red Sox. This is like really bad this year. Yeah, yeah, but they have a couple of years yeah. to pass. Oh yeah, but um, it's like, so we're living in like the the one time period where Boston's like sports central. Like any like the past hundred years before like two thousand, they were like the Celtics a little bit, and that was kind of it. They won a lot, didn't they? Like in the early two thousand. Yeah. yeah, Celtics oh eight Patriots, you know, Bruins probably Fox won a couple four, too, right? Bruins, Bruins yeah. have been to two, one win. Oh. One, they won 2014, right? 2011. They lost 2011. to the Blackhawks in 2014. Uh, Patty Kane, Beast. Yeah. He's like the only <laughs> player I know. I mean, Johnny Toes. <laughs> All right, let's get into some movie called Mystery. If, ever has. if anyone. Oh, shoot. If you don't, I can go. You guys ever see the Saturday Night Live skit uh, where they quote movies? No, yeah. I don't think so. I, I I'd have to I'll have to send it to you, but it's like yeah, uh, a guy and his wife are at like a work event, like yeah. for her, and like they're doing movie quotes, and like they just keep going like, where is like they'll do like something really obvious like where is my car? And they'll be like, two where is my car? But then they start being like, hey man, and then they would guess the right movie on like two words, like it was a silly like you know 2010 Saturday Night Live skit but like that's funny. as soon as I saw this skit I was like that's what it made me think of <laughs> um I already got one here <clears throat> alright nothing Tarantino it's not Tarantino uh nothing goes over my head my reflexes are too fast I would catch it 
I got it. I know what you're talking about. Are you kidding me? How did you get this? I I think I mean I think I'd get it. <laughs> yeah, I think I know who this is. I have no idea. Let I'll let Colin go. Is this Drax the Destroyer? Yes, it is. <laughs> is this <laughs> Galaxy? <laughs> is this Guardians of the Galaxy One? I think one is what I pulled it from. Uh, yeah, one. I, the the Batista cadence is so like. I would catch it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just, it's just like a, he's pretty like recognizable because he's so stupid. Like he would only say something like that. All right, I got one. Um, it's part of it. I'm, I'm skipping the, the first part and the last part because he gives it away. It says, okay, so, but what I do, I have, oh, sorry. Yeah, but what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Oh, I know this. Yeah. Anyone else know this? Sam? Oh, um, all right, I was looking for my quote. Um, I, yeah, I think I know what it is, though. So. Okay, I got it. Just say it. Just, just say it. It's going to be uh, taken. Taken, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's a famous quote, though. Like that's a pretty big quote. I think the first, the last part is the yeah. No, I will look for you. I'll find you, and I will. Kill I'll you. find you, and I'll kill you. Yeah. Taken, good series, good series of movies. I like Taken. They got worse. Everyone. Well, the premise is kind of stupid. They're like, ah, kidnap my daughter, and like, ah, kidnap her again. It's like, ah, kidnap my. It never ends. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Uh, Sam, you want to go? Um, yeah, I could go. I just found one. Okay. You're so ambitious, aren't you? You know what you look like to me? With your good bag and your cheap shoes. You look like a rube. A well-scrubbed, hustling rube with a little taste. <sighs> Bro, this is like a this is like an old-time scene. Um, yeah, what is a rube? <laughs> it's like it's like a vegetable, I think. I've never really thought about what a rube is, but I don't, I don't know. It's it's a bit of a deep dive, but this movie, if you guys haven't seen it, I would highly recommend. What year? Um, are back we're talking. Here we give it a sec. Are we in nineteen hundreds here? Yeah, no, we're. It's in color, nineteen ninety one. Nineteen ninety one. It's the last movie to sweep at the Oscars. Best picture, actor, actress, screenplay, director. Little piece of trivia. Is it, this is going to be a, a, This I don't think this is it. Is this Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps? No. Oh, sorry. I don't know. Anybody? Yeah. Dumped us, you won. It's Science of the Lambs. Oh, okay. Ooh. Nice. Wow. What is that well it's, done. It's um here. Let me pull it up again. I gotta find it. It's well, it's one of the scenes where Hannibal Lecter is talking to Clarice through the glass mm-hmm. at his uh little um his little uh. Let me see. That's the first time they meet. He's talking to her um in like his glass cage in the um I don't know if it's an asylum or if it's a jail, but yeah, it's that like that really first interaction. Last movie to the Oscars. Yeah, I think that I think it is. It's like I mean, I, 
that's like pretty impressive that it got but yep sounds good colin do you have one yeah i got one um it doesn't matter how much you win oh excuse me excuse me excuse me Oh no! I, I just was. I read the wrong thing. Oh jeez. <laughs> it don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. Oh man! Is this the inches speech? But I don't know what movie it's from. Inches is in football now. Like I think football is kind of the, the easy one to think about, but it's not football. Not football. Okay. I'm gonna go Fast and Furious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get that, Will? Because he mentioned. Well, no, this is a good setup for what we want to talk about. Because uh, Colin like mentioned, he's he's going through the Fast and Furious movies right now. Uh, he's like watching them. But wait, and tell tell us why you're watching them. I thought that was funny. So uh, I bought a car. I bought a used car last week. Sam and Will know this because they follow me on Twitter. And I haven't stopped tweeting about it, but I bought a Volkswagen Jetta. And someone I work with was like, oh, yeah, like, that's Jesse's car from the Fast and Furious. And I've never seen the Fast and Furious. And I was like, oh, well, that's kind of sick. Like, I'm driving a car from the Fast and Furious. Like, so <laughs> I decided awesome. to fire it up last night. And uh, I wrote that movie about the talking car in my class just for driving scenes to drum and bass music. And the drum and bass is like a subset of EDM. But, like, it's different. Like, it's like OG. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. And I didn't realize that, like, the Fast and Furious beat me to driving scenes to drum and bass music, like, <laughs> 20 years before I did. <laughs> That's awesome. I've only yeah. seen the last couple ones. I haven't seen the, the first few. People love Tokyo Drift. Like, that's a good one to get There's out there. It's a good drinking game to do. It's uh, every time Vin Diesel mentions family. Family. Like, doesn't, he has to say the word, but every time he, like, alludes to it, you have to drink. <laughs> It happens so much more than you think. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, That's funny. Um, all right. Does anyone have any good roll versus roll? Oh, I think I have some good ones. I forget what this one is. So roll versus roll is you just take an actor and then they're two of their best, two of their best roles, and you just debate, uh, you know, like which which role is better, which. Which role like defines it more, kind of? Oh, okay. Have you guys done this before? Well, I have a good. I just thought of a really not a good. So, one. so did I. You go first, Will. Or if anyone. Right, I'm gonna go. Uh, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, or Margot Robbie in Wolf of Wall Street. It was very different. Very different. Very but. Different. But they're both really big roles. You like if you look at her like. Do you think that's a girl from Wolf of Wall Street? You're like, oh, that's Harley Quinn. Well, like, I, I, I think she's like better in Harley Quinn because like she kind of like directs herself. Like it's kind of like her character. She kind of owns it. Wolf of Wall Street. She's like, it's kind of her. She's Jack. She's kind of like, she's kind of like off to the side for most of it. She's she just steal a couple scenes here and there. But. And it's also tough because I, th- I think for me, like, Wolf of Wall Street was our introduction to her. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? And so for a lot yeah. of people, she'll, like, always be the Duchess of Bay Ridge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Harley Quinn, she kind of steals the show. She got herself a sequel and a standalone movie. Yeah, she is around now. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Harley Quinn. That, like, got forgotten about because of coronavirus. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> Plus, she had Birds of Prey. Yeah. I think a closer role for Wolf of Wall Street would be a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because they're like similar as in like yeah. screen time is like they're but, both side characters, but yeah. she doesn't do a whole lot Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. She's like a whole big and switch. I think yeah. she has a lot more lines. In- Why did they cast her for that? She like did nothing. That was probably a huge waste of money. She had to look because she kind of looked like uh, what's her face? You definitely could have found Sharon Tate like or whatever. Yeah, Sharon Tate. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, I think it was all to play into like the idea of like the end being like yeah. a recreation of what happened instead of it being like Tarantino's version of what he wanted to happen. Alternate history. So like you wouldn't be like, oh, Margot Robbie's in this. She's obviously going to be in the end because the end's going to be this part, and then she's not. And you're like, oh, wasn't expecting that. True. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Probably worked in varying degrees of success. I was pretty disappointed with that movie. But, oh, don't, don't mess that by Will. I love that movie. <laughs> love it so much. I was so ready to be a Tarantino guy after that movie because, like, <laughs> I, admittedly, I'm not. Yeah, and... it's, it's got some long parts in the middle, but I don't know. The ending's great. I love the ending. Oh, yeah. And it's awesome. It's just, for me, it's just, you need to be cut down. Yeah. A lot of driving. Yeah. The driving is what gets me. Whose role versus role was this? Oh, uh, this was Margot Robbie. Or no, but like, this is good. This is a good one. Thanks. Let's yeah, I just I don't know. I just thought of that. There you go. All right, who who wants to go? Um, I know an actor, Will Smith. But I'm trying to think of which two movies. Yeah, that's a good one. Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Ooh. And Mark Hamill as the Joker. Oh. <laughs> Animated versus live action. That's tough. We're going to, yeah, we're going across. You That's know. really tough. That's really tough. I, I mean, mean I think for he's, me, he's got to be Luke for me. Yeah. I think he's definitely, he's most right. I mean, I think coming back and being Luke in the new ones kind of helped that role. This is kind of reintroduced him to like people who like wouldn't have seen the original. I mean, I don't know how many people like don't watch the original trilogy of Star Wars, but if they didn't um, kind of reintroduce him. But I don't, the thing is, I like hold like the animated Joker like so high as far as like yeah, right. Joker's supposed to be, and like plus he does it in the games, and he was really good on the like the animated series, and it's like everyone is like a good Joker, but if I had to like do a base Joker, everyone went off of it would probably be the cartoon. Right. Yeah, that's what everyone says is like he is the base, and also that Batman, the animated Batman, yeah, Kevin Conroy, like that, he's really good. Yeah, like that is the basis for what that character should be in. You know, visual media. Yeah. But obviously, he's Luke Skywalker. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a silly one of me to discuss, well, but I think it's, a good it's debate. I think it's also a little bit of like he is Luke Skywalker, and he wasn't huge in like any other movie like since. Then. Like, if if he had like all these other roles, you might be like, oh, like he was Luke Skywalker, but he's also this, he's also this. But like, no, like he's. He just he looks he's the dad like, and brings me bear. He he made his career. He, he is the dad and brings me bear. Plays through two generations of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> also the big debate now with like Daisy Ridley and also. Did you guys see uh, what's his John Boyega? Like they think they're unemployable now because they're just too recognizable for Star yeah. Wars. Right. Like yeah. that's that was a headline like last week. And, like maybe that's what Mark Hamill went through. I think Harrison Ford was worried about that too. Mm-hmm. But he got hooked up in Indiana Jones. So that's a good. I gonna, yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> speaking of role versus role, that's a really good one. 
That's Han a tough Solo one. versus Indiana. I think I think you got to go Indiana Jones. Yeah, I think so too. I've never seen Indiana Jones. Oh, oh, you're you're gonna have fun watching those. Those those are a good time. So I'm going with Shia LaBeouf, which I really like that one. True. <laughs> the fourth one is Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. The first Indiana Jones is like peak adventure movie, just like the, fun. Yeah. And, and the third one's incredible. I mean, they're all good, but the first and third are definitely the peaks. Yeah. With movies like that, though, I feel like if you don't see them when you're a kid, like when you're in that critical period, it's like you know all the jokes by the time you get around to seeing them, like running down the hill with the boulder behind you, like yeah. removing the arrows and you know what I mean? Like all those are tropes now because of Indiana Jones. Yeah. That's true. But I'm still going to watch it, but like that stuff i feel like i was failed as a young kid because I, I wasn't shown that like if you go through your childhood not seeing star wars like you know everything that happens yeah yeah that's just because it's such a big moment in media and indiana jones apparently like now that you look back on it like all of our cartoons mimicked indiana jones in some way growing up like if you watch the looney tunes and stuff like that like the dynamite and mm-hmm. the yeah Boulder. yeah i feel bad for any kid that never watched scooby-doo that was like best <laughs> I love Scooby-Doo. Did anyone see the new Scooby-Doo movie? Yeah. <laughs> What'd you think? Honestly, I liked it. Uh, yeah. It was a little weird because they work with, like, a superhero, kind of. And, like, I didn't know superheroes, like, existed in Scooby-Doo world. <laughs> but Everyone's catching in on that now. Yeah, it's still pretty, still pretty good. I liked it. Was the Avicii song, it was in the trailer. Was it in the movie? Too? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, is, it, is it, like, that's cool. I want to see it just yeah. for that. Um, I was going to say, it's, like, different act like i think zach efron is like fred and like there's like different actors but they kept the scooby-doo voice actor the same so uh, they changed shaggy no, they changed shaggy Lord. not matt lillard anymore yeah they changed though i wonder if matt lillard's gonna be involved there. if they're making a new scream so what's all that i just saw this on facebook literally right before i signed on um the director or maybe it was matt lillard himself suggested that he survived in scream like he survived the yeah. end of Scream One, like that was That'd be nuts. so. Rumor has it he's going to be in it. That'd be great. I love Scream. Like the first Scream, so good. Yeah, like also another movie that like is was etched into our early two thousand culture in terms of like, do you want to die tonight, Cindy? Like that whole <laughs> phone call, you know what I mean? Like yeah. yeah. Now it's something you don't think about at all, but that was such a big like reference, bro. These guys' references are out of control. <laughs> <laughs> Movies have come a long way. You watch Scream One and you watch like what comes out today, so different. They're so intense now. I don't do horror, but Scream yeah. I was told was more of like a, a play on horror without being a parody. Like, yeah, the Scream first Scream, like, yeah, yeah. And so I watched it and like I I enjoyed it because it wasn't too bad. Like that mask is all over, so like it's really hard to be scared of that mask. Yeah, like, I was even that for Halloween one year. I never saw the movie. <laughs> Like it's, I wouldn't say there's like any like, it's like a little slasher, but like you're never like completely scared because like the guy's like kind of fallible, and then you kind of like the ending's just so like interesting with all the, the twists and turns. How many did they make up? Did they end up making three? Is there three? You meant too many. Oh, there's more, there more than three. <laughs> They probably did like Scream three, and then after Scream three, they just started adding subtitles like <laughs> Scream like. I don't know. It's the same thing that happened to freaking Halloween. Yeah, Halloween yeah. is one of my favorites, and there's just so many. There's like, but the Halloween has it's like that perfect point where I think every horror, if you're gonna make it a franchise, like the first two, you take as serious as possible and try to make it scary. 
But once you get to like four or five, you have to just do a complete loop and just try to make it as goofy and as just like unrealistic as you can to get people to kind of just go and laugh at it. Because Halloween hits like that, per- like that perfect point, like the fifth one, where it's like he's like Michael Myers is struggling to kill like a five-year-old girl, and you're like, this is just absolutely nuts. He gets like brought back from the dead by like a voodoo person who lives like on the side of a river. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> the new one come out yet? Where he like it comes escapes prison or something? Like yeah, that? that was last year. Right? That was like two years ago. Two yeah, years ago. that was good. Right? You saw it? Yeah, it wasn't no. bad. I saw. I was a fan. I, was, I like. Uh, I like basically all the Halloweens. Yeah, the first one's just so good. Was it actually like scary though? Like, were you like scared when you were watching it? Or was it better just for the story? The first one. No, the the most recent one. Most recent one. I mean, it's not like that scary. Yeah, like I wasn't. I wasn't scared, but like, I'm more like for those movies, like the ones where like the killer like comes and like kills like all the teenagers. You're kind of in it to see like how they switch up the formula because like it's so easy to just have the guy show up and just kill teenage girls for like an hour and a half and it's just boring but like they have all these like different kind of like setups and like there's this one where like there's like the automatic lights in like the backyard that like shut off every like five seconds so like you see them and like shut off and they come back on and he's like gone I'm like oh that was pretty cool yeah that's pretty sick I'm kind of sick of like the conjuring type of movies like the demon possessing movies I've seen too many of them in the last like five years you guys listen to other podcasts our first date yeah yeah i listen to a lot like uh you guys listen to reply all no what is it's good it's like about the internet and social media it's it's great um but they did a spinoff one because the one host doesn't watch scary movies called the scary scaredy cats horror show where it's like jason manzoukas do you guys know who that is yeah he was on the good place right yeah, Jason Manzuzkos and the two hosts like, ex- like ex- make the other host watch scary movies, and like they just get like really scared about it. It's like really funny. It's really good content. And it just got me thinking about it because we were talking about scary movies. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else before we do what we're streaming? Oh, you gotta be kidding me. I'm sure I'm just through a pick. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else. I mean, right. somebody want to shout out. Oh, um, uh, no, you should shout out. What? Go. Um, just want to say Trial of Chicago 7 trailer came out today during the football game. Aaron Sorkin's new movie. Um, it's going to be out on Netflix in a couple weeks. I'm excited. Just want to throw it out there. Just something to talk about. Is it based on a true story? Yeah, it's based on some riots that took place like the DNC in like the '60s. It looks like it's like kind of they kind of timed it out perfectly, considering uh, what's been going on all summer. Um, yeah. It kind of looks topical with like that kind of stuff. But um, I'm excited, it, and it has Jeremy Strong from Secession, and Sasha Baron Cohen's in it, um, Jason Gordon Levitt's in it. There's a ton. It's just like, um, some may recognizable people. Is uh, Jeremy Strong Kendall? Yeah, Kendall. Got it. Yeah, no. Sorkin, is this this would probably be his first thing since what? He did Molly's Game. I think it's the last one he wrote and directed. Oh. That was a wow, yeah. That was like two years ago, maybe three, right? Yeah, that was a while, while back. Yeah, twenty seventeen. I didn't see this. I, I don't think I knew this was Sorkin. Oh, it's a really good movie. 
Yeah, no, I, I'm a big Sorkin guy. You guys watch The West Wing? Yeah. No, Sam did. Yeah. yeah, show's great. In the newsroom, uh, I like too. I haven't. I've only seen clips from that. I haven't actually sat down and watched, but people I've only heard good things. People think the newsroom was like him kind of feeling himself a little too hard. Like <laughs> people said, the dialogue was like too witty and like too quick. Like it was yeah. just like him imagining him having a conversation with himself. Yeah, you can get a little over the top, but yeah. but he, when he hits like that perfect like rhythm and speed, it's kind of exactly what you want out of a movie. Uh, calling you the guest, so you get to uh, you pick the outro song. Oh, really? So, yeah. So like, just tell me, and then I'll I'll put it in when I edit and stuff, whatever. All right. Do I it, tell can be, you now? it can be anything. Yeah, tell me now. It can be anything. Uh. Can we do Sunset Jesus by Avicii? Yeah, definitely. Thanks, bro. That sounds good. Um, yeah, let's get into what we're streaming. Basically, just any TV show or movie audience should watch that we've been watching and we want to talk about. I watched Succession last week, the whole show. In like you watched the days. entire thing? Yeah. Uh, how many seasons is that? Two. Yeah. Oh, it's only if two. we all, if we oh, all haven't seen going? it. Yeah, they haven't filmed season three yet, right, Sam? Uh, I don't think so. I, yeah, no. I mean, season two came out. Like, I feel like right before, like everything shut down. I feel like yeah. it was last last fall, last winter is when it came out. Like after Watchmen, I think it was the next yeah. HBO show. Which I have to see it too. Yeah. Watchmen was a great one. I'm a big fan. I Succession's good. I, I recommend it. I don't know if it's the greatest show of all time, like people on Twitter pretend it is. Because Twitter, it gets a lot of gas from like the blue check marks who own their own advertising agencies mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they think they're the Roy family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it is good. It is good. I think and what I would say is right now, it's probably the funniest show on HBO, in my opinion. I think it's. Yeah. It saw me laughing like every it's like it's a drama, but like sometimes like some of the lines and some like the stuff they say is just like so it's like out there and funny. Macaulay Culkin's brother, like one probably the best TV character right yeah. now in just terms of hilariousness. <laughs> He's so good. But I don't know I don't know if the story is like actually that intriguing. That's my that's my succession take. Like I don't I don't know. The I thing mean, is, you like the th- problem with succession is you just don't root for them because they're all like bad people. So like, yeah. you don't want anyone to really win. You would be nah. like, as if like, you're like your morals are telling you that all these people should lose, but at the same time you're like so fascinated just by how they like talk to each other and all that. At least that's how yeah. I feel. It's like I'm just like happy to see them like yell and like swear at each other. Yeah, it's like Arrested Development, like in terms of just like crazy dysfunctional family. Yeah, that hates each other. Like completely loathes like their own brothers and sisters, which to me is crazy. But also they're billionaires, which is a little different for us development because they're like crazy poor. But like they used to be rich. Yeah, that's a that's a great show. So listeners, go watch Succession on HBO. Uh, Peppy, Sam, anything you've been watching lately? I have a, I wanted to, but. I've been watching much, but I, when I do watch stuff, I watch One Piece with Antonio. Uh, Will got a taste of that last night. I did. It's a little, it's anime and it's uh, it's on Netflix. There's probably a, a thousand episodes and 
It's yeah. I'm not a big fan, but I do something to do with my brother. So just watch with him. I feel like with those shows, they like go on like forever. Like I feel like I hear like One Piece isn't even over yet. It's like 700 episodes, like 38 seasons. It just the guy just writes them like every year, and they just keep going. Yeah, it's in like the some of the episodes are crazy too. Like some like very imaginative. He's, he's just writing whatever. It's cool. Uh, the, the concept center are cool. Like anime has some. They go. They go with some cool concepts, but I. It's just not my thing. I think I couldn't. I wouldn't binge it myself. Only if yeah. someone was like, "Yo, let's watch this." I'm like, okay, yeah. True. Um, I've been watching a new Charlie Kaufman movie on Netflix called "I'm Thinking of Ending Things," and it's pretty weird. It's like the whole, it's like this guy picks up his girlfriend and they're meeting his his parents for the first time. They live on like a farm and the girl from her, Tony Collette, is the mom in Hereditary. She's the mom and Jesse Pleman's in it. And then if you remember Lupin from Harry Potter, he's he's like the dad in it. Um, But yeah, it's really like eerie and unsettling. And the whole time I'm thinking it's going to turn into horror, but it never does. And then it's just it just gets super weird by the end. I didn't like love it honestly, but it was all right. I, it's definitely worth a watch. I'd say definitely recommend the book. The book was way better than the movie. Not not to be that guy, but <laughs> look, the book was was better. Uh, yeah, I watched that. Like the that was like one of the movies I was so excited for this year. I like watched it like the night it came out, and I was like pretty disappointed. I was pretty sad. Yeah, um, but. I don't know. It's more of like a personal taste. Like I, it's one of those movies where like you can see why people would love it. Like it's like well put together and like there's like cool stuff happening, but just like it just wasn't for me. And we've been big, uh, we've been big on the Jesse Plemons hype train. So he did he did good in it. Yeah. I just wanted him to see more. I want to get a few more mainstream roles. I think he's in the hype's gonna go over the top once we get um Judas and the. Black Messiah. Once that movie comes out, Jesse Plemons is like the main FBI agent, I think, in that. Oh, yeah. It's him. It'll be him, Daniel Kaluuya, and Lakeith Stanfield all acting next to each other. Like, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I think. I, if, wait, I don't understand. Why is everyone obsessed with him? With who? Jesse Plemons. What? Because he's. I awesome. just Googled him. He's Landry from uh, Friday Night Lights. He's also the bully in Like Mike. You remember that movie? <laughs> wow. The only role I really remember him from is from Breaking Bad. Yeah, he's great at Breaking Bad. Yeah. It's a fun character. I mean, he's hateable, but like he's like an interesting character. And he's married to Kirsten Dunst. Go for him. Oh, Wait, I did oh. not know that. Wow. Or engaged. Excuse me. Excuse me. How dare I? He also um, has a big role in uh, a Black Mirror episode, if you've seen Yeah, it. USS. Uh, USS. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. Callister. Yeah. I remember watching that, like thinking, like I know, I know this guy's familiar, but I don't know what. And then yeah. I realized it's when did you guys see Friday Night Lights? Yeah, I watched the first like two, one or two or three seasons. He is the guy who has the jump of the shark moment for that show because <laughs> he 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 does something in like the fourth season of that show, maybe the third, and it's just like oh, like they ran out of stuff. Like Landry, <laughs> Landry, did, you, did anyone else see it? Mm-mm. Uh, don't want to say it then. I but. mean, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't know how much. I mean, Friday Night Lights stopped airing like ten years ago. Do you want me to spoil it? Are we all cool with that? I mean, it's not even like the whole point of the show. It's like something that happens. They like get over it. Yeah. What, what happens? What happens? He kills someone. 
Really? Yeah. Yeah. You can't. It's like, ridiculous. High he's school. A, he's a junior he, high school football player, and he kills someone like at a bar. Like on per, like he tries. It was like over a girl, right? Yeah, it was. Um, what's her name? I think it's Tyra. Is her name? They just had a marathon last weekend, so I can kind of remember the characters' names. But like, he's in love with this girl Tyra, who's like, she's like smart, but like convinced she's not smart. It's like it's a whole thing. But they go to like he, she's like with this guy, and he like starts to kind of like grab her and be like, you can't leave. And like Landry, Jesse Plemons just shows up, and just, I think she, I think he hits him over the head, with like a yeah, with a shovel, and just kills him. Wow. And they like dump his body in a river. Oh my god. And he gets out of it because I think his dad's the sheriff. His dad just like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna forget about this and you're gonna walk out of the police station and that's gonna be that. That's like the whole thing. When that that stuff like that, and I'm not a big like cr- critic, but like when something like that happens, it just completely takes me out of yeah. the show. Yeah. And to be honest, on that topic, the season one finale of Succession too is just like that, where I'm just like this is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, the problem with that was they were, like, setting up this whole thing, and I felt like they didn't know what to do once they got to, like, they literally, they got to the point where they had to make a decision about what was going to happen, and they were, like, kind of scared. So they right. kind of threw this whole thing in. You think the writers balked at, like, actually yeah. doing, like, what they want? Yeah, I, th- I got that feeling, too. Like, it seemed so hosh-posh. But I, but I did, like, this whole second season with, like, how Kendall has to, like, deal with it. Yeah. I actually thought that was kind of interesting. It's but. such an amazing performance by Jeremy Strong because like, yeah. you can clearly see he's a shell of himself. Yeah. yeah. That can um, conclude our succession spoiler talk. <laughs> but um, Definitely recommend just, just to participate in that discourse because to me, I think it's a low point of the show. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, I was disappointed. I liked the show up to that point and I was like a little disappointed, but then I was, I was definitely very happy with how the second season turned. It like kind of just picked up where it was the second to last episode and just kind of yeah. kept rolling. Um, the whole show movie I watched this week, I was, I've been starting to try to watch like a movie a night just to kind of like get my watch list trimmed down. And I watched this movie on Hulu, Mississippi Burning from like way back. It's got um, Willem Dafoe and um, I'm trying to think of the other guy's name. He's the coach in Hoosiers. Um, <laughs> I gotta look up his name because it's really like a, it's it's mostly about these two guys, these two FBI agents who have to go um investigate the disappearance of like some civil rights like activist in uh, Mississippi. I thought it was like a great like time capsule of like like literally like how like bad things were like down the south like with like the Klan and all that in like the '60s, and I just thought it was like so like you're just kind of like on the edge of your seat and you're like really interested and it's like a buddy cop movie which like i'm a big fan of like kind of like detective movies like the buddy and like the buddy cop is like one cops like follow the rules the other cops like don't follow the rules and they're like kind of like let's just not follow the rules like that's kind of how it (laughs) that's how how it goes but um i don't know i was i've been wanting to watch it for a while i finally put it on and it was like one of my favorite movies i watched like this whole year so i definitely recommend it there's some there's a couple tough scenes to watch but yeah it's, but i think it was i was up for a bunch of awards it was it's, a, it's just really good and Wom the foe it's like young Wom the foe not um we're gonna rule the city spider-man Wom the foe it's like probably 15 years before that but it's a good time and Wom the foe and he's just like the best character in the whole thing i think that's a great recommendation my grandma made me watch that movie when i was like 10 years old and i swear like I've always been, like, pretty woke, but, like, that's the movie that, like, really made me realize, like, injustice in the world exists. I'm not even saying that to, like, virtue signal, but, like, 
that's the frame through which I view like everything that happens. Just like how terrible that movie is. Well, no, how amazing that movie is, but like how bad it was at that time. Yeah. I think that movie really encapsulates that so well. Yeah, and this like it like makes you like 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 that time in the South was just like it was nuts. It was like its own country. Like they like hated like the rest of the United States, and they were like, we don't care what you guys say. Like we're living our own lives. We'll do what we want. They were like at war with the FBI for like a month. It's yeah. like insane. So I highly recommend. It's on Hulu if you, anyone has that. Mississippi Burning, that's what it's called, right? Yeah. yeah. Putting down the list. Peppy, I'm going to start holding you to, to your list. I'm going to start. You got you to start crossing these off. It's Antonio Picks will we watch. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's got the final say. Yeah, we have a. Maybe we have like an Excel sheet that we put movies in, and then I let him pick every night. I'm just glad you got around to the nice guys because I was, I was yeah for a while about that. It's a fun movie. Like that's just yeah. a good watch. Like, it's you can't just watch a fun that. time. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Peppy, you watch anything? Uh, I said the the anime thing, but that's oh not yeah, it. true, true. All right. I think that wraps up our show. Unless anyone, any closing remarks? Thank you guys so much for having me. I had a great time. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, this is, this is a good episode. Uh, we had a little long. I mean, this, this is one of our longer episodes, I think. But thanks, Colin, for sticking around. Um, we'll have to uh, get you back on the podcast soon enough. And uh, this is, sorry, what was, it called? It was, uh, <laughs> what was the song called again? Sunset Jesus by Avicii. There you go. You heard it from Colin. This is Sunset Jesus by Avicii. Thanks. Trying to set myself up for the win. Some people got a dream that's so much bigger than the town they're in. So give me love, give me love, give me peace, give me peace of mind. There's enough to a start and I need a little help with mine California, don't let me down Seems so golden, but there's struggle all around Sunset Jesus came to me He once was a widow, now he's a savior making money on the street My dreams are made of gold